Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana. You are listening to All Things Markets, where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. As stock markets bet the pandemic blues. Investor wealth ballooned in a period when most businesses were struggling due to challenges posed by lockdowns amid loss of income. With limited options to spend due to no travel and stay-at-home guidelines, a gush of fresh money found its way to stock markets in the last one and a half years. Many rode on the tailcoats of investors who were established and known for making a fortune by investing in stock markets. High net worth individuals or HNIs held a combined rupees 4.7 trillion in NSE firms as of June end, rising 19.5% in a quarter. So, what are the big trends in HNIs and ultra HNI investment in India post pandemic? To discuss that, I'm in conversation with Rajesh Cherevu, CIO Validus Wealth. Hi, Rajesh. Welcome to the show. Hi, uh, Nasreen. Uh, so, Rajesh, um, as we are in the middle of a bull run uh, in the stock markets, uh, there's a lot of uh, excitement among uh, retail investors, as we have seen in the data. Uh, but, of course, the HNIs have also been pumping money. So, if you can take us through how, what, where are the HNIs investing? Is it only equities or the other other asset classes which is also attracting the HNI money? Well, uh, this pandemic is a re- reboot from investment perspective yeah like it happened post 2009 uh, global financial crisis this time around markets uh, severe drawdowns has actually led to some amount of reboot in the whole uh, thought process of investor community uh, predominantly these ultra hnis who are actually considered to be uh, in terms of uh, the understanding about markets and risk appetite uh, slightly i think on a higher side since we are getting into a growth phase so these ultra hni investors are uh, gaining confidence that i think this growth is here to stay so earnings uh, growth is likely to stay uh, stay put uh, for some time so that's where some amount of actually uh, return of interest into mid and small cap space has been seen so that is one area after lull of about 3 years post 2018 we have seen uh, lack of interest into mid and small cap space post uh, january 2018 we have seen severe drawdowns there now after 3 years gap we are to end of 3 years gap we are seeing good interest into mid and small cap that is one area and uh, second uh, the change in investment patterns investment trends is the private markets so one of the other actually the issuances uh, going to market as a couple of public issues uh, with uh, a couple of startups are actually people have seen money uh, through fund route uh, like certain special situation funds whereas uh, investors are actually feeling in stop uh, through fund route Uh, they would be keen to actually they started as showing some interest to take such exposures uh, such startup exposures through direct participation so these are the two major uh, 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 active areas of actually interest or change in trend in equity side has been seen hmm 
Right. But besides equities, uh, are the ultra HNIs or the HNIs investing in any other asset class? Uh, what about commodities or uh, the new emerging asset classes like the cryptocurrency? Yeah, cryptocurrency, yes, uh, we have been actually investors want to know about how to invest and how to evaluate them and how to value them, etc. Uh, given the lack of uh, given lack of actually the regulations and whether to invest or not to invest, whether it is allowed or not allowed, lack of this clarity around it, uh, they are actually holding back. But uh, they are showing they are actually keen to know how to evaluate uh, these opportunities. And uh, because we are, uh, it is, at least uh, there is a lack of clarity, most of the uh, civilized countries, most of the actually regulated countries, uh, it is not being approved uh, asset class as such. So they are actually eagerly eager to actually get into this asset class as and when clarity emerges. Whereas uh, the other uh, other asset classes perspective, if you see, I think the MLDs, market linked debentures is one area. So because uh, the fixed income in the last uh, three years, uh, th three years or so post ILFS crisis, uh, fixed income uh, yields have dropped. Uh, dramatically uh, prior to that you must be you must have seen uh, the yields ranging between 8 to 11 percent right uh, but uh, post that uh, post ilfs crisis it has dropped to as low as ever between uh, three and a half to uh, five and a half three and a half to six percent range so they are looking for certain yield enhancement strategies especially certain good quality and market linked debentures where uh, but the two short dated. They are not keen to lock in their capital for a longer period of time. So at the most, I think they might be open to lock in 18, 20 months, not beyond that. Because uh, environment has been quite dynamic. Uh, if they lock in, I think three years or three and or three years and above, uh, that brings in tax uh, efficiency. But the problem is we uh, they're not sure of the environment and eco, uh, overall ecosystem. So, but they're keen to lock in uh, superior yields uh, for yield enhancement in the portfolios, fixed income, uh, but in quality issuances and short-dated issuances. This is another uh, trend. Mm. Uh, they're actually showing a lot of interest. And uh, the this is about the onshore side, whereas right. uh, there's a lot of interest uh, on offshore side. What about uh, commodities, uh, the, the precious metals, the gold and silver, which is generally accepted or, or considered as a safe haven. When we started the pandemic in 2020, uh, March last year, we saw that uh, prices of uh, precious metals, especially for gold and silver, had increased tremendously. In India itself, uh, price of gold had reached 50,000 uh, per 10 grams. Uh, but now, of course, since the equity markets are rising, do you see that participation or interest for investment into precious metals is waning? Yeah, as uh, you rightly said uh, in, the, in the beginning of the pandemic, we have seen good spurt in prices for precious metals. That is largely uh, that is a tendency of uh, this particular asset class, uh, gold, which is considered to be hedge against inflation and hedge against risk. Yeah, risks. So that's where I think whenever the volatility uh, spikes or rises, that is the time you tend to see gold prices also moving up. So this is in the same uh, as, as part of the same phenomena, we have seen uh, gold prices rising from $1,100 to all-time highs of up close to $2,000 levels. So from uh, those levels, we have seen, I think it is actually giving, uh, give up uh, some gains now, trading somewhere closer to $1,700 now. So that is uh, one is 
elevated risk number one number two is uh, cheaper liquidity and excessive liquidity in global uh, global system combination of these two factors we have seen spurt in gold prices now the risk uh, seems to be actually tapering uh, for some time at least uh, for last uh, Six nine months. So, post uh, first wave, we have seen. I think gold prices started coming down, and uh, liquidity uh, also whatever abundant uh, liquidity or excessive liquidity from the global, global central bank is also likely to taper uh, eventually. So that's what seems to be price, getting priced in current market. So investors, in general, we suggest investors to hold five percent as strategic asset allocation to as a hedge uh, in uh, in their portfolios. Uh, from taking into account these kind of mm. uh, risk environment so but we don't believe uh, the risks are completely off the table so mm. we still we are overweight uh, as an uh, as an asset class we are suggesting investors to overweight gold and uh, domestic participate domestic investment side we are encouraging investors to look at sgbs sovereign gold bonds where right. you tend to have about a 2.5% kind of yield on an on ongoing basis yeah. Mm. Plus, apart from I think uh, capturing the whatever upside potential upside in the times to come. Okay. So, gold, I think investors, yes, they are holding anywhere between uh, uh, five odd percent. Uh, they are actually open now. But in the beginning of the pandemic, they were not keen. So post 2014, there is a uh, lack of interest in real estate, at least in India, mm. both the real estate as well gold. Uh, mm. Interest has actually significantly went post 2013 and 14. Uh, the, it took some time to get the interest back. So I think uh, at the peak of uh, the pandemic, investors are uh, investors do realize uh, there is a need for having a hedge in the portfolio. We have seen uh, some uh, incremental allocations in gold during those mm. times. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, last uh, th three, four months, especially in the month of uh, September, August and even July, uh, stock markets uh, have been in India and of, of also in abroad. Uh, stock markets have been hitting record high. And every time we hit a record high, uh, we think that probably no, uh, nowhere from here. And that is the last peak. And then suddenly it goes higher from there. Another question is, uh, you know, how long will this rally uh, sustain and uh, how are the HNIs or ultra HNIs are hedging uh, this kind of a risk? Uh, because, uh, of course, we have reached uh, a certain level, 17,000 on the Nifty, and uh, there are a lot of um, warning signals starting with the Fed uh, tapering its uh, bond schemes or the interest rates, which they've been talking about. And uh, India's RBI also may kind of uh, increase, start increasing the interest rates. So how are the uh, HNIs or ultra HNIs hedging their uh, investments into equity against such risk? Yeah. Uh, it's a fair point uh, you have made. I think one side, the risk of actually tapering uh, this excessive liquidity or cheap liquidity, both globally as well in India. The other side, I think valuations are at high and markets have been marching in new highs. Uh, but what we are actually uh, gathering uh, is uh, investors are not, we are showcasing and we are actually time to time, we have been updating, we have been uh, Discussing with these ultra high channel investors with respect to the kind of uh, the need for uh, need for uh, hedging in portfolios, the scope for hedging in the portfolios, the pricing uh, uh, pricing of these hedging strategies, etc. But we are what we are actually gathering is there is uh, incrementally there is a feeling this rally is here to stay. Uh, 
Okay, there is no such interest, or they are not showing any urgency to hedge their portfolios. Lot of confidence in Indian lot stock of, markets. <laughs> yes, lot of confidence in markets at this point of time. Uh, I would, uh, I would tend to agree with them, or uh, partly at least. Mm. Reason being, uh, unlike earlier uh, peaks or earlier uh, post-crisis uh, uh, times, uh, this time around, if you see, as you rightly said, I think the Fed is likely to taper, or ECB also might might not uh, cut the tap, but gradually they might also take that path down the line, 18-24 months. But Indian Central Bank also might rate, uh, rise uh, rates. Uh, a gradual manner. But at the same time, both US Fed as well uh, Indian RBA have been conscious and they have been providing required support uh, to growth. Yeah, So growth seems to be actually taking shape. And uh, you would have also, I think we, most of us would have also realized US is talking about the Fed, uh, Fed is talking about the tapering one side, whereas US Congress uh, is debating and is, uh, debating and uh, most likely to pass the close to $3 trillion fiscal Capex. stimulus. Yeah, yeah. Fiscal yeah. Yeah. So that might balance out the overall pressure, if at all, if then this liquidity pressure comes in. Because eventually, if this whatever liquidity pressure, if that get offset through a healthier or a stronger growth, so that might uh, support markets to sustain uh, these uh, levels, or it might inch up gradually to new further uh, new levels also. We cannot rule out that. But okay. overall, if you see, I think... Uh, uh, US, uh, in US uh, household level, if you look at, their uh, household savings are at all-time highs. So that mm. clearly suggests there is a consumption is likely to uh, kick, uh, kick start, kick start mm. anytime from now on. Mm. Yeah. Whereas uh, the domestic side also, rural economy, domestic rural economy is in a great shape. At least if you look at the last 35-40 years, we never had uh, this kind of actually the healthy uh, cash flows uh, into the rural uh, rural system at this point of time. One is uh, the rural four consecutive. This is fourth consecutive year of normal monsoons. Exception being fourth states in India. Uh, remaining states, if you look at, I think there is a normal monsoon. So this That's is that's right. Mm. Last 110 years, this is the first time ever fourth mm. consecutive normal monsoon. Mm. So rural economy in general is in good shape. Now I think the upcoming uh, the harvest season would mm. provide further actually uh, demand uh, supporting demand and uh, apart from these things governments uh, both state governments as well as central governments have been providing uh, liquidity support as well as direct benefit transfers etc so that's also been supportive uh, for rural economy so only weak link in the domestic side at this point of time is urban economy demand. Urban, yeah urban demand is weaker so that might take a while because that is one uh, segment which has taken a severely severely hit by this pandemic, mm. whereas rural economy uh, relatively uh, less impacted and finances are in great shape. So that might actually lead the rally, lead the growth, uh, earnings growth and demand growth, and eventually urban could uh, fall in place. So that is where I think the confidence of these ultra-HNIs in terms of holding their uh, positions and uh, not showing any inclination to hedge their positions at this point. Mm. And having said that, uh, I don't uh, rule out uh, any market-wide uh, the uh, market-wide corrections, both global markets as well Indian markets. So that is a natural phenomenon. In general, I think there is a, a, a move of about 10, 15, 20 percent. Uh, there is about a five to 10 percent kind of correction. 
so it is uh, it is a healthy it is a healthier some amount of profit taking is required from time to time so that might uh, actually provide uh, instead of getting worried or instead of getting if as long as the growth outlook is stronger it continues it persists so if that kind of thing 5 to 10% kind of call, fall uh, seems is in investors are ready to put in more uh, money at work right uh, so on that note uh, thanks a lot uh, rajesh for uh, taking me through this investment trends uh, specifically after the pandemic uh, thank you so much once again uh, for uh, sharing your time with us thank you thank you nasreen for feedback you can write to me at nasreen.s@lifemin.com or you can reach out to me on twitter at nasreen story You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.